Romans chapter 8. I want to remind you that we have discovered and we are walking out the truth of, the revelation of, that we do not know anything about God or about ourselves apart from the Word of God. That's where the amen goes. We, you don't know. You don't know about God. Well, I think God, you know, does this. I think God, you know, he, he, he doesn't really care about this, and he really doesn't care about that. You don't know anything except what the Word says about it. You don't know anything not only about God that the Word doesn't say. You don't know anything about you that the Word doesn't say. Who has ever felt like a new creation in Christ? Who has ever experienced the, 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 uh, the uh, euphoria of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, of being more than a conqueror, of having being the head and not the tail? Who got up feeling like I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me? Who got up feeling that way? You don't know that except the Word of God tells you that. And without the word, you're going to feel like every other little, little widget that's walking around depressed and, and, uh, and uh, under the world. So we don't know anything except by revelation, not just facts, but revelation from the word of God. We read it and we get an understanding from the inside that begins to take over our life, our spirit, our soul, and our body. And suddenly we feel like we've got power over the devil because we believe the word of God that says he's under our feet. But you never felt that until you got the word of God inside and became faith-filled with the truth of who he is and who he's made us. So our whole structure of life now has changed. What people say we can't do or the box that they say that we're in, we defy it. I defy, I defy what men think about me and say about me and set for me. I defy that when it is in contrast to what God has said about me. We're going to find that the Word of God has a detailed blueprint for your life, a detailed for you, Lisa, detailed. It's nothing like it is for Pamela, nothing like it is for Garland, detailed blueprint for your life, and that we, like an architect that gives that blueprint to a builder, uh, we are the builder, as it were, to follow that blueprint. Do not put the commode in the living room. Well, that's what, you know, that's what we always do. Well, the commode, the plumbing for that, when you're pouring it, goes back there in the corner. Amen. And so we, but you, I, let me tell you, I know lots of Christians with potties in the kitchen in their life. It's like, what are you doing? I, I, I don't know. There's a detailed plan. For each one of our lives. We all understand how there's different members in our into little families that are gifted differently, different personalities, but together they all fit. And then you go to your, your clan meetings called reunions, and you go, what? No way. I am adopted. I know I'm adopted. <laughs> we all get that feeling. Surely you do. And we say, but we all fit. It all works because we're all different, but we're all together, and the whole makes the one, and it is better for it. Revelation. When you get revelation from the Word of God, when it, not just a fact, but when you actually see from the inside 
I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm born again. I'm not an old sinner saved by grace. I'm not a sinner of any kind. I, I, I do mess up. I do fall short. I do miss the mark. But I am special in God. <laughs> he likes me as good or better than anybody else that's ever walked or run. You, you have to get that by revelation. Or you'll always go to the back of the class. That becomes wisdom. That becomes God's plan for your life, and you begin to operate out of wisdom, God's wisdom, that is built into us by revelation. You get enough revelation, and suddenly you'll start living by wisdom. How many of you all ready to throw those bonehead plays out of your life that you have to back up and redo and reload and repay and just get it right the first time? I'm telling you, that's a better life. Look in Romans. You're there with me. Romans chapter 8, an amazing scripture. Uh, I'd love to go through all of them, but we're going to look in verse 28. Let's read it together in the King James. Ready, read. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And that's what it says in the King James. Now, there's some conditions there, one of them being in verse 26 about uh, understanding your weaknesses and letting the Lord take care of that and praying in the Holy Ghost. There's some conditions for all things working together for good. It's not just the new birth. You're not healed just because it's, it's a part of the covenant. You're healed when you take hold of that and make it a part of your life and receive it by faith. The Amplified says this verse, we are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are lifting into a plan, fitting into a plan for good. And to and for those who love God, and here it is, and are called according to his design and purpose. His design and purpose. Did you hear that? Can you see an architect? Sketching out Joey Gann. And here he is. He's born. He's, you know, he, he weighs six, six pounds and nine, nine ounces or whatever. And he's 23 inches long. And, you know, all the fingers line up and everything. And God says, he may look like the three kids next to him in the nursery. But, whoa, I've got a plan for him. You can't see it. He just, he just yelling his head off saying, get some groceries over here. But it's, it's special. It's lined out, it's specific, it's unique. And he sends that blueprint into the earth from heaven. You see, Eden, when Eden was, was made, because Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, how? As it is in heaven. He didn't send something into the earth that wasn't as in heaven. So Eden was an exact copy, a blueprint copy he started with Eden and said, I want heaven to, I want earth, my vacation home, so to speak, to look just like heaven. And so heaven photocopied into the earth and we call it Eden, the Garden of Eden. And God said, I want this thing of heaven that is uh, between these borders and this everything uh, where it was. I want it all over the earth. And so he put his man in there and he said, here's the pattern. Here's what it looks like. Here's how it works. 
You name everything, you're in charge of everything, nothing happens without you saying and doing. I want it. I want you to be fruitful, multiply, and I want this thing to go across the whole planet. I started small so that you would understand how to spread it out, how to get it going. Well, that's what God's done with each and every one of us since then. He never changed because Adam missed the boat. He has this copy of the master blueprint just for you, just for Denise, and just for Kathleen. It's specific, just like a house would be or a car would be. You, you, you go into the dealership and say, I, I want this Buick, and I, but I don't want the standard stuff. I want this, this, and this. And they say, well, we'll have to order that. And you say, okay, order it. And they get it at the factory, and they say, here's this order, ABC213, and, and we got to put this thing in just like the customer ordered. That's what God did when he sent you and me into the earth. Now, our parents are clueless. They're just trying to have a kid that they can feed and get to school and, and you know, keep the bullies off of. Yeah, they're, they're not cognizant of anything, but God is watching over you and me and causing things to be swayed and tailored and maneuvered best as he can from there and move that he's trying to get your parents born again he's trying to get uh influences into your life he's trying to get the devil off of your life he's doing everything from his side that he can to influence that you would have a life on earth as it is in heaven why because because we don't need we don't need 23 of you in your family when the Smiths get together or the Jones get together, we don't need 23 of the same people. It's like, well, why go to that? We're all the same. No, he's got us all sprinkled in, and everything adds to the part. The same thing with the church. We're all different, and we can't just say be like the pastor or be like Lisa or whatever. He's got us all together, and we recognize that we fit and that we all bring a part to it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that God has set the members in the church severally as it has pleased him. There's, if you get into the Greek in that, it's the word purposed. It's a design. It's an architectural term. When we get to the kitchen, we need a stove and a refrigerator. But we don't need a stove and a refrigerator in the bedroom. So we, don't, we, don't, we just order one stove and refrigerator for every church, so to speak. Amen? We're not all pastors, but we're not all just ministry of help, so we're not all just teachers. We, he, he says, i got to get the grocery list together because we don't want to eat just carrots for the month of September. We want to get some stuff in there that will fill up the whole life. He's very, very particular. The marriage supper of the Lamb has been planned for millions of years, and we hadn't got to it yet. He's got your life lined out. Well, if you don't even know he does or don't believe in a God, you're going to be way back. If you, you're called to be a prophet and you hadn't got born again, you're not spirit-filled, you're going to get to heaven, and the Lord's going to say, what'd you do with my calling? What's a calling? What'd you do with my plan, how you fit? What's a part? We got to know so we can go. Now, we're all going by the general plan that all of us have to operate by the Word of God. Now, this is, this is standard for everybody. Nobody says, well, you know, I'm special and I don't do the Word. No, you're not. You're not. Or no one says, you know, you have to do the Word the way I interpret it. 
The Bible says it's of no private interpretation. We're all doing this, but in this, there's a Holy Spirit blueprint for you and I to follow. And we got to feel good about our gifting. We got to be encouraged in our church that, hey, what you got, you know, you don't sing. That's all right. We got a singer. We got, we got Susie Q. She can hit the high notes. We don't need 16 singers. <laughs> Although a keyboardist would be handy, Lord. <laughs> but we got, we got MP3s, so we're not, we're not even saying that's necessary. Amen? And we got a man that can dial them up, so what do we care? But you can see that God is not haphazard and that he's not just hoping this thing works out. Debbie sends me to the grocery store sometimes, and she's hoping things work out. But she gets a phone call, and she always takes it because I'm on aisle seven saying, you know, the 28-ounce the with chocolate or the 42-ounce with, you know, it's always just a general list, and I'm doing the best I can. But sometimes she claims, I come home with crazy stuff. Let's try this. Amen. But God's on it. When he, when he set the tabernacle and said, here's how we're going to build the tabernacle to Moses, it was detailed. When he put the temple together, we were not just throwing candlesticks in this corner and getting the Ark of the Covenant over here wherever it fits. It was specific. And we didn't let the high priest just romp into the, into the Holy of Holies once a year just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going in. They put a rope around his foot so that if he didn't get it right, they could at least drag him out. He is particular. And the blueprint is clear once you get Holy Spirit inside and submit to who he's made you. Submit, saying, I am who he made me, and I am not who he did not make me. So if you think you're gay or you're homosexual or you're, you're bisexual or you're, you're, you're LBGHAT or whatever... You are wrong because you are only who he made you. You can go into the restroom and find out. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You just got to go. And there you know. Help us, Lord. He is. You ought to see without help what it looks like. Hallelujah. The NLT, the New Living Translation, says that we are called according to his purpose for them. The, the new century says they are the people he called. Look, 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 because that was his plan. We're not just born in, into the USA and just he, the weast. For those, he's calling all things to work together for good. For those who are divinely summoned ones according to his purpose. The basic English says that all things are working together for those that have been marked out by his purpose. Say, I'm marked out. You are for his purpose. For his purpose, Jesus is the head of the church, and he's the Lord of your life. Amen. The Weymouth says all things are working together for those whom with deliberate purpose he has called. Deliberate purpose. So i got to ask you, is there a particular blueprint for each one of us individually? I remember, uh, I've told you this before, but one time Pastor Moss told us, uh, he's the pastor over here at uh, Double Portion, 
he, he told uh, me and Debbie, he said, things are way more developed, far more developed in heaven, in the unseen realm, than Christians know. It's not just like, well, there's hell over there and there's heaven over there. Find yourself a seat and I'll be with you later. Like, you know, go like to go into old Charlie's. That's kind of how they treat you. Hallelujah. In Daniel chapter 7, are you all okay? You got past my little explanation of how things really work. You know, you know, that whole thing, it may look like a civil rights thing to people. It may look like a, uh, uh, what, what would it look like when, when people uh, think that they're being prejudiced against and, and not, uh, it's not that at all. It's all the devil trying to get us off of who we are. Because if you don't know who you are, or if you're going to spend your whole life figuring out who you are, or being offended who people say you are, well, you're this, or you're that, talking about our race, or our gender, or our, our, our religious background, or whatever, you know, trying to offend us so that we're spending all our try time trying to be someone that society accepts, when it has nothing to do with what heaven's called us to be and do. That's all we got to do is figure out, like, okay, so I'm, 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 I'm Hispanic, and I'm a woman, and I've got a hearing defect over here, and I'm short. That's our physical attributes. That's what you look like today on earth. But it, that's just the package. The package has nothing to do. The package is conducive to where we fit in the kingdom. We don't all need to be tall, dark, and handsome like me. <laughs> Athletic. Did you get a picture of that? <laughs> it's, it's not everybody's made that way. Praise God. I did meet the cousin that's shorter than me this week. I wanted to take a picture, but I don't think he liked it. Hallelujah. I'm not the shortest Billings in the whole world. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 7, look what the word says. Now we're looking, we're looking right here. Does God have a purpose for our life, and has he made it known? It says in chapter 7, verse 9. Now, y'all are going, didn't he teach this the other day? Well, I'm just reviewing that. I did teach this the other day, but we're, we're going to go further and, and, and faster. I beheld, verse 9, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. Let me make sure I'm on the right verse here. Yeah. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him. Can you say angel? Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, uh-oh, and the books were opened. The books were opened. So there's books in the kingdom. Now, here's, here's how it works. There's a blueprint in heaven, and and there's a judgment made, or there's a consensus that's made among Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We don't get this in, in the verses of Genesis where it says, in the beginning, God made heaven and earth. 
We don't get that until we get down to verse 28, where the Bible says that God said, let us make man in our image. So the, the Trinity is very complicated, but very simple. We understand the Trinity best by understanding ourselves. Uh, we're three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. You're, you're seeing the body, you're hearing the soul, and then there's that thing on the inside that's who the real us is, that's somewhere in between here, that in our belly, that our spirit man. So we're three-part being, but we don't say, hey, Shanita body or Melissa mind, soul. We, we just, we're all one complete package. And that's the way God is. And so he, there's, a, there's a, some sort of collusion here where God got together and counseled, and he, they counseled what to do with each baby or each person that should be born in the earth. Remember, we don't know anything except what the Word says. Because you could say right here, like I would, and say, I don't think that's the way it works. That doesn't sound right. So all we can do is say, but the Bible says... And so we're going to stick with that here in this Bible church. And so, uh, uh, so there was books there that were written out. What are those books? Well, we're going to go to Psalm 139. What are those books that God has written? Because God is recording things by a council or a, by a consensus, he's recording them. He's getting heaven's consensus and writing them down. I said writing them down. It's like, I don't, I never heard that. That doesn't sound right. I, I agree. I totally. But this is going to help us figure out some things about our future. And that's really all. Once you're born again, we need to know where we're going with this life. We know where it's ending. We're all sure we're going to heaven. You're like, well, when are we going? Well, the first boat out. That's what we always say. However that works, pre, post, mid, you know, whatever, whatever you're, you believe or whatever. It doesn't really matter what we believe. It is what it is. And we're going on the first one out. Born again, I know it. And Jesus said, where I am, I want you to be there too. So it doesn't really matter. But there's books written about you and me. There's a, there's a Barry Paul Smith book, a scroll, as it were. And it's got a plan written out that was predetermined before the worlds began. Detailed. It didn't just say in there, dear Barry, do the best you can. God, I'll help you where I can. It's detailed. And here's the thing. Now, here's how God works. I'm getting ahead, but Holy Spirit is the revealer of the plan. Sometimes there's a prophecy that reveals it. We got a prophecy. Little baby Eric, he was a wee lad, 1982. He was born in December of 81. Man of God came up. We weren't asking. We weren't looking. We didn't even know this stuff be. But he said, thus saith the Lord. And he gave us a detailed account by Holy Spirit through him of what Eric would look like, how his life would go, and the end of it. A pretty general, but a pretty detailed account of the call or the blueprint on his life. 
Now, Debbie and I never had that. My, our parents were never in a place, apparently, that somebody would say to them, hey, Kenneth and Joe, or hey, Walter and Norma, here's what this child you've got is going to do. Prepare him, get him ready, position him, guard this. Uh, no, we're just going to pay the bills best we can, put shoes on all the feet, and uh, send them to school. But we had insight about him. Wouldn't it be cool if we all had insight about our children and could knock some rocks out of the way on the road to their future, make it an easier path instead of in many cases where your parents say, you got to go to college or you can't go to college or whatever, having no clue. My parents were of no, of no input or value at all whatsoever in my college career. I was totally and absolutely on my own which is not different than anybody else in my class. It wasn't a, an inferior position. It's just, but wouldn't it be good to have somebody that was praying out the plan for you, that was saying, you know, I have this, or praying out who they were going to marry, have a little intervention when, when they bring uh, 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 Lula home and you go, what is that? Oh, I'm in love, Mom. I'm in love. This is the one. No, this isn't the one. We, we, we're, not, we're not having this. This isn't going to happen. But you can't, tell you, you can't tell your precious son that. But you can go into the war room. You go to the war room and you stop it. Amen. And you stop some of those friends. You cut them off. They, they just lose interest and fade off. Because you know... We're supposed to, you know some things by not knowing anything right here, but you know God's got a plan and we're going to steer this thing. Parents, that's our responsibility. That's what we are down here for is to steer. What do we need you for if it's not to steer? Amen. Where were we? Psalm 139. We're not getting very far, I can tell you. Get all my ameners on the front row is what I'm going to do. Verse 13, for thou hast possessed my reins, that's another word for Holy Spirit, or for your spirit, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. There's a book about us, and it was written down, and we're a clean slate. We, there's nothing about our future that your, your, your mom and daddy just wanting to bless you, give you the best name they could. Uh, Debbie's dad always was wanting to name somebody, and uh, he, he wanted to name Colin and offered us, oh, that wasn't that one? No, he just said, I'll love you forever if you'll let me name your firstborn. But he wanted to name him B. Byron Billings third. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like kind of a, you know, looks like that opened a few doors, B. Byron Billings III. Of course, his father wasn't named B. Byron, and neither was his grandfather. There was no B. Byron anywhere. It just had a good flow to it, a syntax that was like, that. 
Send that B. Byron in here. Let's make him a whatever he wants or whatever. They just look like a, let's let's nominate B. Byron for office and elect him or make him the president of something. B. Byron Billings the third. How you know how would that look on your desk? B. Byron Billings the third. So where was I? God has a plan for your life, and people will try. You know, people are. By, here's my point. People are trying to do the best they can for their kids. They're wanting them to have more, do more, and, and be positioned better than ever. How much more the Father of lights? How much more the creator of our very lives and beings? That he has a plan for us and that he positioned us. Remember, remember, God, when you were born, sees us as born again. We weren't born again, but he sees us as a completed work. He, he's a faith God, and he calls things that be not as though they were. So he sees you out there being the apostle, the prophet, or the whatever that, he, that he's called you to be. He see, and so he's calling that in. Um, the, the Amplified of verse 16 says, All the days of my life were written before they ever took shape. The New Living Translation says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. I'm going to read that one again. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. We're talking about the blueprint here. Talking about something that, that should be and that's optimal. But we are free will people. We're not robotic. He doesn't put us in a machine and crank us out, extrude us out to be this or that or the other like a Lego. We can choose, but there is a path, and it always leads to success. Now, the Lord doesn't have some people that, this is what some people say, is that it, it, this, this uh, predestination, well, God wants some people saved, and he doesn't want other people saved. Well, that's, that's not what he's talking about, and that's not what that scripture says that, that they use to, to, to support that. He's talking about this. Predestination is, is that he's got a plan for all of us. And you go, well, I wish I was born a man, or I wish I was born a woman, or I wish I was born in Canada, or I wish I was born of wealthy parents. You know, hey, there's success already built into who you are, no matter who you are. That where you started out, in heaven's eyes, there's a clear path to the stop, top. You may think, well, I, you know, I didn't get any education, my parents died, and I had to raise my brothers and sisters, and it was just hard, hard, hard. Truly, but once you get born again, faith opens doors, and everything is on the table, no matter where you started. Sometimes being rich and famous is the greatest detriment to God's blueprint that there ever was, starting out that way. Amen. Um, Living Bible says, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. Now, this is the Bible. I'm reading the Bible here. The, the New American Standard Revised says, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them ordained of me. The NIV, New International, says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. The contemporary says, Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything that I would do. Now think about Jesus. 
following the plan of God for his life. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. He's tied into the blueprint because he was born a man. He was born just like all of us. He had no, he was not God in the sense of being, he was divine, but he was, he divested himself of his divinity and became a man. He had to discover it. He had to resist sin. He had to do everything just like we did, or he wasn't a valid sacrifice. He wasn't a type of us to go to the cross. He couldn't die for us unless he was one of us. And so he had to get it right for three and a half years. I mean, all of them, but for three and a half years, he had to tie in. What's the blueprint? Because we're always backing up and redoing and repenting and sinning and messing up. He could have none of that, right? So he tied into the plan that God had for him. Well, if, we're, if he's the firstborn among many brethren, in other words, in, in John 3, 16, he was the only begotten son, but in Romans 8, it says he's the firstborn among many brethren. We're brothers to Jesus. Are you with me on that? So that means that, <laughs> that there's, just like it was for him, a plan, a blueprint, a scheme that was laid out. There's one for you and me. No different. Amen. Okay. The uh, Holman says, all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. The message says the days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one. The Jewish Bible says, but in your book, all my days were already written. My days had been shaped before any of them existed. Y'all getting the point? Amen. So here we go. Now, uh, so much has been planned into you and me. Get this and I'll quit that the moon and the stars are in the heavens, not to be worshipped. There are some other things that they do, like heat the world and stuff like that. But literally, literally, they're there for you and to minister to you and me. Stars are there to minister to the people on the planet. Then we, pets are the same thing. Don't get wound up in pets or get wound up in, in uh, projects or stuff, uh, uh, hobbies or stuff, where you are giving your life to them. They are given to minister to us. There's 80 million dogs in the United States. 16 million of them live on my street and bark at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm putting a stop to it in my, just in my faith, but, you know. Uh, but they're to minister to us. That's why we like puppies and kittens and stuff they minister to us and then because they minister to us the sun and the moon the stars then we minister to the lord that's god's order it's not like well i got this stuff over here and i got this stuff no everything is to us he's ministering to us that's his plan and then out of that we're at total peace we're totally comforted we minister to the lord don't give your life to pets don't give up the kingdom because of pets. We have known people that could not minister because they had to go home and work on Fifi. You know, they, had to, they couldn't leave Fifi because we, you know, I can't go in the ministry because I got Fifi at home. We've known people like that. Have you known anybody that just went crazy over their pets or, or any other thing? Over their children, over their grown children. They're to minister to you. 
You minister to them for 20 years, but then they, they minister to you. They bring you grandbabies, or they bring you their company. They bring you their affection. But they're to minister to you so that you, in turn, minister to the Lord. Everything is to him. This whole plan is for him. And so there's been men all through the Bible that denied God his right of possession. God has a right of possession for you and me. Would you all agree? The Bible says we're bought with a price, not our own. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So there was Adam. He denied God his right of possession, a son. There was Cain. Remember Cain? There was a plan for Cain, a divine strategy, a blueprint for Cain. But Cain got, he let his emotions get to him. And he whooped up on his brother because God wasn't receiving his offering. Did y'all know God's particular about how you bring your offering to him? There was... Uh, 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 Esau, firstborn of, of uh, his father Isaac. Now, where in the line of, of good men would you be if you weren't the firstborn grandson of Abraham? That's got to be way up there. But he got hungry one day and flubbed it all up. He missed the plan. And the Bible says that he sought for repentance with much tears and could not find it. He got off the plan. Of course, there's uh, uh, Judas, Ananias, and Sapphira. I mean, they're dead, that, they're dead on the day. And what did they do? They just got their motives tangled up underneath them. We're going to find our blueprint. I'm going to show you how the Word says to discover it. We're already on track. It's not like this is new to you. We're just going to tweak it from the Word of God. We're going to go in and see what the Word says of how to pray out the plan, how to pray out your destiny. And I'll tell you, it doesn't end. We don't get to retire from God's plan. It just evolves and opens up. Let's stand up this morning. Praise God. Jesus, we want this plan. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's filled with blessings. People say, oh, I can't wait to go to heaven and find peace. There's peace right down here on earth in the plan, in the blueprint. There's, there's victory when you get in the plan. Lord, we ask you right now for revelation. We're looking now where we may not have been. We're looking for you to show us what we should be doing with our one and only life. The next step, Lord. We're waiting on you. We're not taking any more presumptive steps, not making any decisions based on how we feel or what other people are doing or the demands of culture. We are in the plan. I thank you for the book, Lord, being true that's written about each one of us. We discover what's in the book, and we already are blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Lord, we just forgive anybody in our life. Right now, I, just open your heart just for a moment and forgive people. They were sent by the devil to try to get you off the plan, to get you to thinking about them instead of thinking about the plan. Loose them now in Jesus' name. Sin in your life that, you, that put you off the path, release it right now. I messed up in 19, in 2007. Oh, I'll never get back. Release it now and say, I'm sorry. I repent of that. 
Now I get back on the horse and I ride into the perfect will of God. In Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit to come to the top. Like cream comes to the top, Lord, we ask you to help the love of God come to the top. We're not in it for ourselves. Hallelujah. We're cooperating with the will of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless you in Jesus' name that you are on a clear path and that we will all find that perfect place, that right place, that destined place for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.